This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Getting ready for Juneteenth markets. It'll be an interesting Monday evening when grain markets come back from the Juneteenth federal holiday for the night session. They will react to whatever weather setup has developed. My experience is that such things are unpredictable. Many tribe and accuracy into the future is up in the air, so to speak. Forecasters will make predictions, but I have seen them very wrong before. Some of the best rains I have ever received were when they were predicting none. The European Union model has been more accurate than the GFS. It is now the slightly wetter of the two, but both are in general agreement. The CBOT markets have been waiting relatively patiently for the dry pockets of the Corn Belt to get some decent rain. There are regions that have not had subsoil moisture recharge, and they have had pretty much below normal spring rain the past 30 days. We are very close to being able to say that the drought in the Plain States is broken. They abandoned a lot of wheat, but the moisture allowed second crops, such as sorghum. Elsewhere, it is tough to claim such general success with still lingering irregular drought. I have said that conditions were good in northwest Iowa, but more accurately in the eastern half of northwest Iowa. Counties along the western border of Iowa are still locked in drought, having missed rains. Good rains covered about 10 Iowa counties or so, and we have 99. Farmers in central Illinois say they are reminded of the drought of 1988. That drought ironically ended about three miles east of our home farm at the time along Highway 71. There has been a donut hole over the eastern Corn Belt that is bone dry in the center. It moves around a bit and is currently leaving eastern Iowa, Wisconsin, and northern portions of Illinois and Indiana dry as the epicenter of the drought. Some farmers are reportedly canceling side dressing their corn having lost confidence in their yield potential exceeding insured bushels. Why spend money to reduce the claim? The far eastern Corn Belt, Indiana, and Ohio got a drink, but will soon need another. There's not really a consistent system set up to produce rain in the center of the Corn Belt. The south, however, is getting drowned. 4,000 feeder cattle drowned because of flood in Texas after they had survived the drought there. Moisture reaching the Corn Belt is coming in from the west instead of from the gulf. The Bermuda High that pumps water up into the Corn Belt is still missing. It is what can produce the general rain that the Corn Belt needs. It is still early in the season. Crops went in well and on time. Temperatures have generally not been so excessive as to produce a lot of stress degree days. And while crop moisture requirements have been modest, they're now building as the season progresses. Many crops will need a good rain to get to pollination. It's all going to come to a head very soon. Yes, the El Nino is coming, but so is the 4th of July later on Christmas as the transition seems too slow. NOAA's Satellite Crop Normalized Difference Vegetation Index, the HDVI, is still hugging trend for major corn-growing states, but threatening divergence. If that breaks away from the trend line before pollination, then USDA will have to reassess their trend line yield forecast with a downward yield revision in the July report. Back when July corn was trading down near 550, I said I wanted to see where the May corn contract expired, and July corn historically covers that price. The May expiration price was 623, and sure enough, July corn covered the continuation gap. The irony of that was that our regional cash basis collapsed the week prior, 
So the last gains in the July corn futures were nixed in the cash market by the deteriorating basis. If the corn market sees additional strength, it will likely be new crop led from here. 577 to 581 is the next upside technical barrier in the head and shoulders objective for December corn. I want to remind you that after three consecutive years of the fall crop insurance price exceeding the spring price, there's never been four years. The odds of December corn ending below the 590 crop insurance price are extremely high. Resistance will stiffen near there. Soybeans have been a different market than corn based on their agronomic calendar. They are just getting started, and while they need water, they are a drought crop that can wait for it. Corn is made in July and soybeans in August. The lagging transition to El Nino may better benefit the later crop. The three-year drought in the western Corn Belt drove our favorable basis. Prospects for an improved crop in this region and higher cost of carry will weigh on the basis. If the price of corn stays below $13, then I am prepared to go back to growing all corn again in 2024. I will be paying close attention to December 2024 corn futures. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.